Ashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. And I'm Matt. And in this episode, we're going to talk about The Boy and the Heron. Yeah, this was a late 2023 release that we're catching up on. It is from uh, the mind of uh, Hayao Miyazaki. And um, he's a a wonderful illustrator. Uh, He's done a lot of good movies. Uh, Kiki's Delivery Service, Spirited Away. Um, Some other ones. Um, my neighbor, my neighbor Totoro, um, Princess Mononoke. Yes, there's a long list of very fine films. Yeah, and this is his latest. Uh, he initially said his last, but I think he's walked back that a little bit. But um, this takes place in uh, World War II Japan, and uh, it follows the story of Mahito, who's a young boy, and his mom has died in a fire uh, in Tokyo. And a little while later, he and his father, who's a like a wealthy industrialist, <laughs> uh, they move out to the countryside. And <clears throat> at that point, we're introduced to Natsuko, who is his mother's sister and his new stepmom. And she's pregnant. And anyway, so he's adjusting to country life. Uh, and there's this heron that is out there and is kind of giving him a lot of attention. The titular heron. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, the heron is not all what it seems, and um, soon Mahito was off on a venture, as as often happens in a Miyazaki um, um, film. So yeah, that's that's the boy in the heron. So the the animation is beautiful, as you would as you would expect. Um, it's just beautifully drawn, and there's you know lots of detail, and it is drawn. This is not um, not computer generated or anything like that. This is old school animation and it's just beautifully executed. Um, and as, as always with these films, I just find the, the imagination behind, um, the imagery and this, you know, the, the fantasy world that, um, the characters enter into, um, it's just fascinating. And it, it really does transport you into someplace kind of, that feels very authentically strange and weird. Um, so yeah, and the and the the landscapes are beautiful. Just tons of detail in some of the sets, the settings, um, and his films always tend to feature some small, cute little creatures at some point. And this this film does not disappoint in that regard. Um, so I love those moments um, that feature those characters. Um, and but there's some also just very weird and kind of unnerving characters as well as usual in his films so it feels very much like a Miyazaki film right um I will say that this one did not really grip me emotionally so you know as soon as we learned that this is about a boy who's recently lost his mother I mean I I lost my mother a year and a half ago it's still pretty big in my mind and I I was like "Uh oh this is going to hit me hard it strangely never did. It's, I enjoyed the adventure. I enjoyed the look of it. Um, but it never really touched me in an emotional way. And I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the, the movie was trying to say something and was trying to kind of make some kind of point, but I kind of wasn't able to figure out what it was. It was almost like it was a little too cryptic and I'm all for like <laughs> a subtle theme or, you know, if you have a message in your film, I like subtlety. This was almost too too subtle. I couldn't quite grasp onto what it was trying to do or what it was trying to say. And I never really had that emotional connection that I that I really wanted to have. 
Mm-hmm. So those are my initial thoughts. What did you think? I like this movie. Um, I feel like it's ultimately it's about uh, coping with grief. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I think it gets the point across. Okay. But like you, I wasn't terribly emotionally moved by it. And my mom, we we're just coming up on the year anniversary of my mom passing away. So yeah, once again, like you, when, when it became apparent that, Oh yeah, this is, this is about a boy who's lost his mom. <clears throat> I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm going to be ready for this. And yeah, I was, that part of the story didn't move me very much. Um, there was a little part toward the end that did almost start to make me tear up, but it didn't. It almost did, but it didn't. But, um, that aside, no, I mean, this movie looks brilliant. You've already talked about the animation and, you know, Miyazaki is always good with that. And also, you know, he knows how to tell a good story. Um, an, an imaginative story. I'll put it that way. And my only, I am, I am, I have a real big cinematic blind spot with Miyazaki. I've only seen Spirited Away. Mm-hmm. I saw that at the theater when it was out, I don't know, 20 years ago or something and really loved that. That was like something I had never seen before. Um, so I only have that to compare this to. Um, this one, in my opinion, takes a little longer to get going <clears throat> than Spirited Away. Um, and I'm all for, you know, I'll, 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 I like a slow movie sometimes or a deliberately paced movie. But for a little while in this movie, for the first 10 or 15 minutes, um, I was a little concerned because I was, um, I don't know, not very engaged by it. And then it gets going. And I was, I was with it. Um, you know, you talked about some of the creatures that, you know, uh, our, uh, Mahito comes across and, you know, both cute and, um, <clears throat> ugly and kind of scary. And, um, it, it's wondrous. And again, you know, I was watching this and I was, I was like, thought a few things. One, I'm like, I, even though I've seen Spirited Away, like I've, never seen anything like this before. Like Mm -hmm. he's always got these new inventive um, creatures uh, that he creates Um, uh, Two, um, I kind of felt a little off balance by it all, but I mean that in a good way. I don't mean that badly. Um, And that's a sensation I don't always feel in a film, like thrown off balance by it. Or if I do, usually it is negative. Um, If a movie is maybe edited too quickly and as things are happening and it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, I wasn't quite sure <clears throat> where this was going. And that's the third part that I really liked about it is I'm like, I have no idea where this movie is going. And I love that. Um, and you know, sometimes you can watch a movie and it's, you, you can kind of, you know, pick up on the plot points and like, okay, I think I know where this is going to go. Mm-hmm. But sometimes in a movie, that's fine. Uh, but this one, yeah, boy, I, I didn't know where it was going. That le- leads me to maybe my, my only real Big ding on it, aside from not really connecting emotionally with it, is uh, I won't, I won't, you know, we're not going to do spoilers here, so I'm not going to go into what the ending does or what it's about, but I will say that it, it, I don't know, I just sort of felt like that was the weakest part of the movie, Um, the whole, the whole climax and resolution. Um, It wasn't terrible or anything like that. It just, I don't know. I remember it, it all happened and I was like, Oh, oh okay. No, okay. <laughs> um, and I think too, again, only having this, you know, other Miyazaki movie, uh, spirited away to compare this to for me. Um, this to me didn't feel quite as, uh, tight as, uh, spirited away. It wasn't as tightly plotted. It did feel, um, 
it felt like it had a little bit of fat on it that could have been trimmed. Um, I'm not quite sure where, but yeah, it, mm-hmm. it just felt a little loose at, at times. But no, I mean, the animation, if you're going to this movie for, for Miyazaki's animation, you won't be disappointed or his imagination. <clears throat> I think, I think you'll, you'll love this. Yeah, you, you definitely will. Um, I think this is the fourth of his films I've seen. Um, I think I would, I would rank it fourth among those that I've seen. Um, just for the reasons I've mentioned, I think like, um, it never connected with me emotionally. And I, and I like you, I do agree that I think the pacing is a little slow at the, at the start. Um, but then when it gets going, it really gets going and it, it, you're right. It goes in directions you, you would never expect. And it's very surprising. Um, um, and the, you know, lots of turns of events and they happen really, really quickly. And so, yeah, it really keeps you on your toes. It's an, it is an interesting story. Um, I wouldn't be opposed. I feel like I almost need to see it again. I wouldn't be opposed to seeing it again, mm-hmm. which I think is testament to the fact that, you know, it's just beautiful to look at. And I'm interested, I'm interested to know what the movie is trying to tell me. Cause I don't think I picked it up the first time, um, fully anyway. Um, and, uh, so there's, there's two versions in the theater, right? There's the, um, the dubbed version, English dubbed version. And then there's the Japanese version, which is subtitled. And we saw the dubbed version and I thought the voice work was really good. Um, I can't remember who all was doing the voices, but wasn't James Pattinson one of them? <clears throat> yes. I yes. Was, I think he plays I, the heron. He was the heron, which was remarkable because I would have never. Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Yeah. I would have never put his face to to that um to that character so yeah and you know i mean i was looking at the cast system on amdb christian bale um Gemma chan dave bautista willem dafoe mark hamill robert pattinson florence Pugh. they're all up in this movie uh dan stevens from downton abbey among other things that said i'll be honest with you like i I'm not someone who, I mean, I'm not, I guess, against it, but I'm also someone who I don't care who you have voicing an animated movie. I really don't care. Um, I know when I was, that's a thing now. Um, but I do know, you know, I've, I've watched some, some like Hollywood voice actors interviewed on like YouTube shows or whatever. And, you know, they're trying to be diplomatic about it, but I can tell that they are a little, maybe a little put off by the fact that a lot of those, your typical Hollywood voice actor is the jobbing actor, right? They're <clears throat> looking for work and they, they need work to survive. They're not a big name celebrity mm-hmm. like those people I just rattled off who, who get paid lots of money to be in big features. Um, and it's like some movie like this comes along and they want, oh, let's do like a, an English language version. Um, and then they hire all these big name celebrities. <laughs> and I think studios do that to lure in you're just regular average moviegoer. It's like, oh, oh, Christian Bale's in this, or Robert right. Pattinson, or yeah. Lawrence Pugh. Um, but I'll be honest with you, like, I mean, that, I know adults have the pocketbooks and the purse strings, and they're the ones that ultimately pay for going to the movie. But when I was a kid, I could not tell you who voiced anything um, in any animated movie I saw. It wasn't about the voice actors. It was, I mean, not about who they were. Obviously, if they did a good job or not, that's mm-hmm. important. But I, I went to these. Um, um, animated movies or watch these animated movies at home just based on, and I, I, you know, I didn't care anything about the voice actors. Any uh, other thoughts? Uh, no, I don't believe so. All right. Uh, what would you give it out of 10? I give this a 7.6. All right. I'll give it an eight. 
So our score is a 7.8, and that is Miyazaki's The Boy and the Heron. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. Thank you.